Talk Zone presents Motivation with a Purpose Radio, the show that highlights the inspirational stories of people from all walks of life. Now, bringing you real inspiration, here are your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Welcome once again to Motivation with a Purpose right here on TalkZone.com. I'm Rich Alstrom, and once again by my side, my faithful companion, Zeke Bambolo. And Zeke, today we talk about the underdog approach with Viliami Tuavai, Coach V, as his close friends call him. It should be an excellent show today. Yes, my friend, thank you so much again for another opportunity to be here by your side talking about what matters in life. And uh, Americans especially lord and enjoy watching or being a part of the underdog story. And so I'm looking forward to hearing Coach V bring a few lessons to us and teach, teach us a few things about, uh, about what it's like to be there and how we can live purposefully from that aspect. Coach V has an amazing story. He start, He was born on the island of Tonga, then moved to Pomona, California, where he started at UC Davis as a linebacker on their football team. He had a coaching position, coaching the linebackers at his alma mater, and then moved on to Boise State University as a graduate assistant. And then, as they say in the movies, the rest is history. So it'll be an amazing story for us to hear today on Motivation with a Purpose. I, I agree. And uh, while we're at it, we better not forget to make sure that our audience don't forget, don't forget, please, uh, to continue to fill in the survey for telling us exactly who you are, what you like, how we can really work harder to improve and enhance your experience with Motivation with a Purpose here on TalkZone.com. We have a survey on our show page that you can certainly please click on a banner there and it will take you less than two minutes, I suppose, And as I've heard, to complete the survey. We have some great information coming in and we want to hear from you. And we are giving to the 25th again, the 250th and the 1,000th, excuse me, uh, 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 survey completion, uh, a, a copy of my book as well as some audio content that would greatly enhance you. And the book is The Firstborn Son, A Curse, A Gift, or A Calling, where we talk about the nature of the firstborn son, but more importantly, multi-generational family legacy and how important it is for our society. So, Rich, uh, I think I'm ready if you're ready. I am always ready, Zeke. And uh, one more reminder to our listeners, if you want to get in touch with the show, get in touch with us on Twitter at MWP Radio Man or on Facebook at MWP Radio AM, or right here on TalkZone.com on the TalkZone Talk channel. With that, let's get right to it. Viliami Tuavai, or Coach V, as he is as he is known by his close friends, is developing a very big reputation as one of the most exciting and practical motivational speakers in the country. His high energy approach along with clarity and passion for success and life itself is helping his audiences realize they can be successful in all of their life endeavors. Coach V was born in Tonga and then moved to Pomona, California, where he was 
thrust into an entirely new culture and language all at one time. But with hard work and a determination for success, he overcame those barriers and became the first person in his family to attend college. He not only attended UC Davis, but also excelled as a starting linebacker on their football team and graduated with a degree in sociology. And with that, it is my great pleasure to welcome Coach V to the Motivation with a Purpose microphones as we hear more about this inspiring story on today's show. Coach V, how are you? Rich, Zeke, I'm doing great. Thank you. Coach V, you pick up the story right where I left off. Uh, you came here from the island of Tonga. Tell us what that was like and uh, some of the challenges that you faced. Yeah, came here. My family and I migrated here in uh, 1979. Uh, English is my second language. And coming from another country, like a lot of migrant people that have immigrated here, uh, started off from scratch. And for people that have done that and experienced that, know uh, the struggles and the aspects of it is to trying to uh, find and solidify who it is that you are and then also where it is that you're going while you're trying to sustain a certain type of living in terms of paying the bills, get a place to stay. So we stayed with uh, families all in one house and multiple families in one house, uh, learned how to speak uh, the language <clears throat> and grew up here in America. I, I became a citizen in 2010 and uh, football has been huge and academics has been huge in that. And now what I do in terms of motivating people uh, to achieve their purpose, which is, then entails connecting them and bridging them to their destiny, is what I do currently. And it's been a heck of a ride, uh, one that has been filled with struggle, but also with great experiences and meeting great people all at the same time, Rich. Coach V, I, I really appreciate uh, you, what you've said in a very short time already, because I, too, much like you, can identify with the uh, immigration and migrant uh, uh, fact of moving from another country as I came out of Civil War, Liberia, West Africa. But as you said that, I wondered if we, like me, if, can you tell me of maybe one of the first things that really surprised you coming to the American culture. And then you also mentioned the importance of academics. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're someone who is, you understand the familial aspect of what happens when you come to a new environment. But share a little bit of some things that really uh, maybe flabbergasted you as you as you stepped on this, on this, on this soil and realized, hey, this is a different culture. Can you, can you remember anything that really, really surprised you back then? Yeah, Zeke, uh, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. There is a certain experience it is for this whole totality of the notion of this American dream, right, Zeke? Amen. And what we're talking about is first and foremost in terms of the surprise is learning that me trying to speak English and then learning how to speak English is that two English-speaking people could talk to each other and still not know anything about what the other person is saying and how tough communication is. Right, Zeke? Yeah, yeah. That's a very tough thing. And then even though two people are talking the same language, communication and the barriers and how it is that we comprehend the same notions, what it is that we're looking at in this deal called success, 
is that the definition and how we interpret it is more according to who it is that we are, the experience it is that we come from, and the purpose that is within our soul and our very being, not actually what's being said, correct? Correct. And then next is, is the, that was the great surprise is, is that there were some people around me in terms of trying to achieve this aspect, success, the American dream or their dreams, hopes and aspirations here in America, how they saw the limited opportunities in terms of their thinking. And I looked around in America and I'm going, man, we can get some stuff done here. We're not where we want to be. And this is not the end game. Where we're going is going to be good. And we have to do the basics that, that go across every country and everywhere that you are is, is that if you believe you come up with a plan and that you're willing to roll up your sleeves, get on your knees and work in school, in your business, and whatever it is that you do in this country, that you could be whatever it is that you truly aspire to be what your purpose is and the motivation that goes with that. Man, as you, as you say that, that is so re remarkable and, and you hit it right on. Uh, Coach, I can remember. I can remember clearly. Uh, I came with much the same. Of, uh, in fact, I came by myself, and I had my family back in Africa uh, in the middle of a war that I had to find a way to get all here and secure, which has now happened. But I can remember when I did my first summer job, just cutting grass and picking up things around the campus that I went to school at, and got my first paycheck of eight hundred U.S. dollars in my hand, and. I was blown away that for cutting some grass, some measly grass with a lawnmower, not even with my hand on a hole or a rick, with a lawnmower walking behind that, that I could get that kind of money. And uh, in, in the aspect of just the financial uh, success, the financial opportunity that existed, that was just remarkable in itself. But, but Coach, uh, you mentioned a little bit, I want you to talk about, about a little bit more, you mentioned a little bit about how sometimes when you are speaking to someone, the way we interpret what is, we're using the same words, for success, but the way success is interpreted per se is not material when we come, is it? No, no, no. Uh, we can all look at the same thing, and we all know this, and we've all talked about this, but there, there is a distinct understanding of not knowing the language that understands now that to truly communicate and connect and impact people and take a team or an organization or your family or your church or your company or your group, whatever that is in whichever sport, that how, how necessary it is to be able to not just say the words, but connect with the player and the leader can cast a vision that everybody can connect to and everybody can grab the oars and really row and row in unison and know when to row and why we're rowing. Those are aspects within communication that is a challenge across the board. You think about older books that have come out, you know, men, men are from, from Mars and women are from Venus and how it is that we interpret it according to gender. And even more, when you take gender, financial background, racial background, or what your culture is, and then where it is that we're trying to go as a group, let alone an individual, because we all know that marriage is tough and it's hard to communicate. And that's just two people. Now what you're talking about in terms of communication is compound strength. 
struggle when you're trying to have everybody on the same page, going the right way, doing the right things, and making sure that everything is in line with the sole intention of the vision and the purpose and the mission of any team. And that's a tough thing to do, Zeke, for anybody. Okay, Coach, how do we start that communication process that we're first talking about this morning? Because like you've stated so eloquently so far, the communication process is the first step to success. How do we start communicating for real? Yeah, there, there, are, there are a lot of, uh, semantically, there are a lot of different starting points. But first and foremost, what I'm writing in a book that I'll be releasing later this year in Life Champion, Basics to Success for Life, Business, Sport, and Relationships. And the first concept that I, I deal with is struggle crises and knowing that life is struggle and struggle is life, but misery is optional. So this thing called success to be a champion in life, business, sport, and in relationships, in your marriage, dealing with your kids, raising your kids, trying to work with other people, trying to work with other people that you don't like is the fact that things are going to be tough regardless of the amount of money. So this is an understanding in terms of communication of understanding that you yourself that struggle is part of this game called life. And to be a champion in that, you're not going to settle that struggle will always be. But the fact that, that that is our constant companion in what it is that we do. And the fact is, so the very next step after that, that life is struggle and struggle is life and understanding that that's part of the deal, no matter how much money you have, what your title is, whether you're the wife or you're the husband or you're the kid, no matter what your age is, it's always going to be there is this statement and this notion that it is within all of us internally. The success, the value, our identity, our purpose, our mission, our calling, all of that is internal. And when we connect to what it is that is within us, everything around us and outside of us, our circumstances, our things that we're facing that are absolutely tough, that we feel are hindering our progress and our success. When we get connected, first and foremost, with talking within ourselves that we can, why not me? This is how I'm going to do it. I'm more than a conqueror. My God has blessed me and anointed me with oil that he'll, he'll, he'll place a seat for me in the presence of my enemies, that that struggle is there. But internally, when I get myself right inside, everything outside will start to transform. And then that is one of the first steps. And then teamwork, going from teamwork now that everything is going to be competitive. And then the next concepts are, are ones that have been around forever. I didn't create any of these notions. These have been around since the beginning of time, like character, integrity, work ethic, discipline, respect, commitment, the audacity to dream or having a vision, having the skill set, having a great attitude, and then the ability to finish and win, refine that process. Now, guess what? You got to do it all over again because you could be a champion today. You could win today. You could win this season of your life, this season in your sport. But guess what? There comes a time to play the championship. And even when you're the champion like the Miami Heat, you got to show up next next year and do it all again. More with Coach V on this edition of Motivation with a Purpose after this timeout.
You're listening to Motivation with a Purpose Radio on TalkZone.com. Back to your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Welcome back to this edition of Motivation with a Purpose. Our special bet, special guest today, and I'll get it out, is Coach V. Coach V, once again, thank you very much for being on the show today. And I want to go back to something you just told us about uh, before the break, that life is a struggle and that is part of life that we're all going to have to overcome. And I want to link this up with another very important event in your life. Now, knowing that life is a struggle, is that part of the reason you were able to be successful and be the first person in your family to go to college? Tell us about that experience. Yeah, yeah. So how is it that you better yourself and better your situation? Everybody wants stuff. Everybody wants to succeed. People want, at least they say that. But are you really willing to pay the price? Are you this thing called what I call the D-W-I-B-E, the dwibe? Don't want it bad enough. You say you do. But are you really willing to pay the price? Because things cost. Whether that's emotional, whether that's mental, whether that's an actual dollar amount that you have to go pay for it, that to really succeed, you have to go through struggle. But as scripture says, both as we work with other people, man, iron sharpens iron. And you want to get your iron sharp and strong, it's got to be beat up. It's got to be put in the fire to really transform into who you're going to be, the struggles become the lessons and the lessons become what it is that we can take the tests of this life with that we learn. Sometimes you learn the lesson first, then you take the test. But most times your struggle comes first, which is the test where you learn the lessons and then those lessons and those tests become your testimony in life. So being the only person I was just one that was willing to go through some of the things that I don't want to do. Do I want to sit around and learn learn and go over science and math? No. I'm a person that's about life, but those equations and going through the things I don't want to and those struggles have really helped shape me like an iron sword, if you will, or these aspects that take time to manufacture and needs to be worked on and put screws in and, and go through all these aspects. And going through that struggle has really helped me become that, and I was good with that. I I probably wouldn't want to go through that struggle again. Do you want to go through all that again? Probably not. But I I will say that I would not change anything uh, because it's truly made me the person that I am. But, Coach, I want you to elaborate a little bit more on something here. You mentioned mentioned the word just briefly, and I want to call our audience and all of our attention to that. You mentioned the word time. Coach, a lot of times people think that they are just doing their time. I'm going to go through this hardship like you getting the first one to go to college and then provide probably for the rest of your family and so on. You think, well, if I do it at this, to this certain length of time, I've done my service and I'm good to go. And, and, you know, and I should not have to go through it again or it will not happen again. Can you, can you talk to us a little bit about this measure of time that, you know what, has it ever stopped? I mean, have, have you really reached that place where you don't feel like you, you have to go through those difficulties because you've done your time? Yeah, so that that's a that's an interesting concept and one that I'm really trying to challenge myself to elaborate on in the book, um, like like your deal when it's generational. So so when you're when you're looking at time, we we all must know that. 
that place which is there, once you get there, the goal changes. Whether you want it to or not, the refinement of who you are, you have to adjust. So you only graduate from one level of struggle to the next. Mm. So when you're starting at the bottom, the, the, you think the lessons are hard there that you have to learn, but you graduate from those and you take the test and you graduate just a different type of struggle, whether it's money or more money. And, and, and in the hood where I grew up in, in Pomona, there's a saying that my little brother has grabbed onto a quite a bit that, uh, you know, if, <laughs> if you don't know struggle, and this whole notion of uh, when you have money, more money, more problems. But then when you have no money, you have bigger problems. But in terms of time, that the fact is that you, you must have every sense of urgency to always get better. This whole intention in life is to get better, win, and position yourself to be a life champion in whatever you're doing. I'll say that again. So to get better, to win and position yourself to win a championship in whatever it is that you're doing. There's five phases of life that I'm going to be tackling in my book and I really believe in. It's the seed of your history, the root of your past, the gift of the present, the destiny of your future, and the impact of legacy. Now, one thing that is a disease of all young people is they think that they have time. Now, your notion is now I put in my time, I should be good. Well, guess what? Bad things happen. Recessions come. You have to be able to adjust. You have to put yourself in a position to have not only a plan for your time, but a contingency plan because things are going to go bad. Whether you like it or not, whether you planned on it or not, it will go wrong. And the end game is that there will be a time when you're no longer alive. So have you truly achieved being motivated to really fulfill your purpose and your destiny? There's no such thing as I put in my time, now I'm done. There's always things to do. Because if you don't believe in that, somebody's competing for your same spot and you won't be there anymore. We must always better ourselves and take every... As you get older, you really start to feel this. When you start knowing that because you're getting older and you got less time in front of you than you did behind you, you start to feel that sense of urgency and this aspect that is the number one commodity that we have that we never get back and we must utilize to the fullest is our time. So there's no such thing as I put in my time and then now you're good. Because if you're trying to be a life champion in life, business, sport, and a relationship, you're always competing against someone, and that number one person is yourself, not to be content and sit around and feel like you're good, Zeke. Now, Coach V, you said something that I think is very important. You're always competing against yourself or someone else. Is that one of the ideas that led you to want to become a coach? Talk about the decision to become a coach and what that uh, – what you just talked about with competition, how that played into it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the reason why I wanted to be a coach at the time is I just wanted to be a high school head, fo uh, head football coach. I got an opportunity to be a graduate assistant, and I didn't even think I wanted to do that under Dan Hawkins, who during my graduate assistant years left to Colorado, and I got hired on full-time under Chris Peterson. So competition is part of it. Why I got into coaching is because I wanted to share the love and passion for this game that I love that has transformed my life for the better is football. 
But then I learned that through football, these life lessons that you hear about by learning a game, basketball, baseball, uh, soccer, volleyball, lacrosse, whatever it might be, what I wanted to teach was that was how, what is the process that you could apply in coaching football, like coaching someone to be the very best that they can be? Not perfection. All of the programs at Davis and, and, and at Boise State that I've been a part of that during my years there have uh, yielded 125 wins and 18 lessons, not losses, 18 lessons in 11 years. So That's what is good. it that is the life approach to getting these wins? Not just the talent and the skill set, like the other stuff. What is the character? How do you have to practice? What is your belief? How do you see your goals, dreams, hopes, and aspirations? So competition, Rich, is, is absolutely one of it. But in terms of competing with yourself, to coming up with your plan, your vision, and taking that now when you graduate from playing football, now your time is up. You've used all of, of, of your uh, four years to play five in college. Now, how do you apply those life lessons like I am now with business leaders and, and corporate speaking to now apply that to your life to make it the best possible life for you and your family that you could have? That's why I did football, and that's why I'm blessed to do what I do now. Now, you mentioned just a second ago wanting to pass on life lessons and lessons that have an eternal perspective to your players and your clients that you're now working with. Now, I have to ask you, you mentioned two big names in your answer just a second ago, Dan Hawkins and Chris Peterson. What lessons and what inspiration did you get from those two gentlemen that you're trying to pass on to others now? Yeah, so Dan Hawkins was a, an amazing visionary. And uh, me getting an opportunity from him coming to Boise and the way that he talked about what we were going to do. So, for example, if you take, uh, for an example, all of the things that are going on at Boise State, he, he didn't come up with the whole blue field concept. That was Gene Blamire, who's now at San Jose State as the AD. But he came up with wanting to be like Oregon and their facilities. And people are going, are you crazy? Now, that's what I talk about in terms of the audacity to dream, to not Excellent. only let, you know, your own self-doubt, but don't let other people, what, what's in their mind matter about what it is that you envision. So he, I learned from Hawk the vision to going, we need an indoor facility and we can get an indoor facility. We need a bigger stadium and we're going to get a bigger stadium. We're going to play for big-time championships, just not in the Big West, which they were just leaving when I got there, but in the Western Athletic Conference when Fresno and Hawaii was usually chosen by the sports writers to win our conference every single year, 2002, 2003, 2004. Two, every one of those years, we were picked to be third or fourth, but he was the visionary to say, why not us? This is how we're going to do it, and this is, this is why we're going to get it done. And then with Coach Peterson, it's just the details. That guy is uh, so detailed in, in terms of who he is and how he treats people. And then now the details in terms of the strategic plan to succeed as a person and a student athlete, as a coach, and everything it is that is our dreams, hopes, and aspirations. These are the detailed planning strategy to get those things done, implement it, and have it yield championships. So those are two huge things that I, that I learned from those two guys. 
Coach, you're talking your leadership, philosophy, and everything, you know, and uh, and obviously life lessons. I want you to kind of just let down a little bit for you know a few minutes for me, and just tell me, Coach, we have been sitting around and watching Boise State University go from this no name out here in the middle of Idaho or somewhere out there to a power. <laughs> All right, just, 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 you know, for those of us who are out there, who are way, way out here and don't really get the, the blue field and everything else, look, help us just understand what is it like? What, what was that whole trip like? Just talk football for a minute. What was going on and behind the scenes that you guys just go, I mean, so skyrocket like you did? Yeah, I, I think there was an expectation and a belief or what scripture calls faith. And, and when you say faith, what does that mean? Where Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So not only as a football program, but as a university, an academic institution of higher learning, Boise State is a blue-collar story, success American story of going from basically a Boise junior college to a state college to a university. So that place in my mind is truly a blessed place where there's a people in the community that have really jumped on the boat in terms of giving their every effort to make something great. And that's where I've taken that model and paralleled it with the model of my own upbringing and try to plant the seeds that will now grow firm root, that will not just grow one harvest, but grow fields and orchards of ability to harvest for a very long period of time. So that place is truly a success story in terms of how they're building the university, in terms of its academic research and where they're going to the future in terms of academics. And then now on the football side has been the true window of a university in a place in a city like Boise that they really put it out on the line that this is what we're trying to be. It doesn't matter what else is going on around us, but we're going to we're going to be um, a light. A, a, a lot like what I read Rich is about is um, to pursue your passions with excellence. Be the very best you can be and that no challenge can stand in the way unless you allow it. And I've read up in that that's what Rich believes in and that's to- totally true in, in our success individually, personally, and with our families, with our relationships and what we do. And that's what Boise State did. They, they really felt like there's no challenge that can that can stand in their way of where they're going in terms of their destiny. Coach V, one real quick question before we uh, take another break here. How do you begin to change the mindset of an individual who doesn't know how to let challenges not stand in their way and and not allow them to succeed like you uh, pointed out from our from uh, my biography on uh, talk zone how do you how do you begin that begin that process and keep that process going for someone who's never ever thought that way right uh yes absolutely for us it was football and, and connecting to the passion of the purpose and the purpose of a person. Like the kids it is that were a part of our program at Boise, uh, the coaches that were a part of the program, whether they succeeded and where they came from or not, that they loved this thing called football. So that's what I do now with uh, individual clients and companies, that this is your purpose. 
and then now allowing and putting out a roadmap that these are the basic fundamentals to life, not just what we do, but life. That character, integrity, and work ethic, discipline, respect, and commitment. So if you got a person that's got great character, integrity, and work ethic, you can take those three things, and they could be something, they could be someone in this life and somebody very successful. But you really try to connect to the passion of a person and then plant the seeds of goal. You, you can be these things. Why not you? The old school us, like you and I, Rich, or you and I, Zeke, I think the old school us is we get challenged and then we respond. Well, these kids these days, they're, they're a new school breed now. First, you have to encourage and then have them trust you. Once they trust you, then you can lay out the roadmap or the strategies to be successful in what it is that they're trying to do. And when you connect with that, they see the value in your teachings and they trust you. And then some magic can happen. You can make their role be something very impactful in your team or your organization. Coach, when we come back from break, which we'll take you in a minute, I want you to talk. I mean, you've got it, whether, you know, us for us in the West, at least, we've got the stories of the the story programs where you have a, 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 a school university that is still somewhat a very small and tight knit family, yet has a national spectacle of, a, of, of, of where it's become in terms of a Boise Stadium football. Maybe you look at a Gonzaga for basketball. So I want you to talk a little bit more about uh, that culture and how much is this an opportunity to really impact and how does that, how do you impact the kids there? But as we talk about that, I want us to also migrate into your your motivational speaking career. We'll talk a little bit about that and what you're doing there. So we'll be right back with Coach B here on Motivation with a Purpose on TalkZone.com. It's time for more Motivation with a Purpose radio on TalkZone.com. Now back to your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Yeah. Welcome back to Motivation with a Purpose on TalkZone.com. Our very special guest today on the show is Coach V, a motivational speaker and past high school and college football coach, as well as a college linebacker at UC Davis, and he's now one of the most impactful motivational speakers in the country. Coach V, how do you make the leap from coach to motivational speaker? Yep. Uh, we were able to beat Oklahoma in the 2007 Fiesta Bowl, which was the 2006 season. I filled in for one of the coaches at an event that was right downtown. Now, I've, I already started speaking to at-risk kids within the Boise area and in California, but, but not for any money or for any other reason than the impact. But at this event, I, I spoke for one of the coaches. And I got a standing ovation, uh, which I prepared for and all that. I wasn't really expecting that from the corporate level. Like these guys were all about business and, and health and, and how to execute, yep. finish, and win, which in my mind was the same thing as football. When I stepped off the stage, uh, as you well know, a lot of these boards and these bigger companies, they have people that are presidents of banks and presidents of other companies all on these boards. And I got offers. I got three or four offers right off after that speech to get paid to be a speaker at one of their events. And that's how it started. And I've been doing it ever since. And it's truly been a godsend and a blessing 
for not only myself and my immediate family, but as Zeke will, will attest to, you know, our whole lineage of family uh, has benefited from, from this big time. Coach, as you talk about we about your career as a motivational speaker, uh, I understand that one of the things that you really focus on greatly is the underdog approach. So what is that all about? And that, bring us into that uh, discussing the concept, please. Oh, Rich, Zeke, that's an easy one in this conversation. Because an underdog approach is the person that's not expected to. Come on now, Rich. When people would, be, would, would deal with you, would they expect that you'll have your own radio show on the Internet? Or, Zeke, you come from another country. How are you going to understand uh, the language? How are you going to acclimate? How are you going to learn how to be a real American? Okay, Boise State, you guys are saying you guys are going to play in BCS bowl games. Are you crazy? Viliami Tuivai, your full name is Viliami Tafoktautapelava Tuivai. We don't even know what to call you. This is what the outside people, this is what circumstance, struggle says to us, that you are not expected to win because of the seed of who you were or the root of where you came from. But this is not that time. This is a different time in America where you could be anything you want to be. And the first question that the underdog is great at in terms of being a champion is why not me? Who says so in terms of the underdog approach? I'm good being the underdog because everybody, they have to earn where it is that they get. They need to earn what it is that they're getting. They need to earn their check. Everybody's an underdog in terms of their situation. If you think that anybody's going to give you anything, they're not. And the underdog is approaches saying, well, Michael Jordan failed. Well, he still made it. Albert Einstein couldn't even walk until he was four or five. That's, those things have been noted and wrote, wrote in books all the time. Well, guess what? Albert Einstein, are you kidding me? Walt Disney, Oprah Winfrey. I mean, it goes on and on and on. The list of you struggled, you failed, therefore you're not supposed to succeed. You're in Boise, Idaho, down there. Nobody even knows where. Is that really Iowa or is that Idaho? Like you guys are talking about playing for a national championship. And though we never have, but we've gotten close. Though though Billy Ami Tuivai has have lived in a garage or or shared one house with three bedrooms with four other families or why not just because I've never afforded to buy Nikes when I was growing up I ate free breakfast and free lunch as my best meals who says that one day I won't be somebody that's something someone a success that's the story of the underdog and the underdog has a lot at stake. He knows that where he's been ain't got nothing for him but where he's going. That's the underdog mindset. And it's proven because even though uh, we rented and stayed in these places, I own a house now. Though it is that I didn't know what a real relationship looked like, I'm married happily and have two great kids, healthy kids. How hard is it to have healthy, great kids and a great relationship? Just because it is that I've been on teams that said, UC Davis, non-scholarship, Division II school, you're not beating a scholarship, 1AA school. We did those things. And just because I'm at Boise State and we're playing teams that are supposed to beat us, who said so? Not me. Not in my belief. 
not in our planning or our strategy, not the way we practice. And when we show up, we shall execute, finish, and win. And guess what? When we show up next week at practice or we go into film work or the classroom or what I do in terms of reviewing how it is that I speak or what I do in motivational speaking, to be able to refine that and do it all again, that's a way of living. So if somebody else sees you as an underdog, so be it. But I'm not going to see myself like that. And if I do, it's going to use that to drive my passion to be better than I was yesterday, set myself up to win today, and then after that, set myself up for the championships in life is to have the best economic earnings that I can and some joy, peace, and happiness. Coach, man, passion, deep. Wow, I like that. I want to throw something at you as well, too. And uh, I'm noted for this on this show to some extent, but... I, I think when we talk about the underdog mentality and what you just described for, for us in America, especially I look at poverty in America, there happens to be a bit of a trap, coach. And that trap is called entitlement. So when you talk about underdog, as you're describing, I think a lot of times when it comes to life lessons from the under, underdog approach and the, the position of being the underdog, too much in America is, is misinterpreted. And it is is abused, and you will see those that are in poverty that still see themselves as you are describing, seeking more entitlement for where they are, and as, a, as such, they find themselves in a really horrific trap. Can you can you can, do you agree with me? Can you touch on that for me? Absolutely, Zeke. Well, first and foremost, no one, regardless of how great this country is, is going to give you your dream. We all must earn those things. And in terms of economics, it's, it's, it's the law of really consumerism that we've now taken as the law of our life, that we want more for less. Well, that's at the grocery store and at the department store when you're buying clothes. But in life, you want more, you got to give double. You, you want something good? Well, you got to sacrifice for it. You got to work long hours. There are no holidays. There are no weekends. When, when you really want to play this game called life, there are no days. It's just this is the time I got. I'm thankful for it. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm as healthy as I can be, and I can do this. That's not an external approach. Nobody gives you value. Nobody tells you that you're a champion. That comes from within your heart and soul, the purpose that's within you. It comes from your calling. And then working your butt off to get there makes the inside and the outside match. But I'm totally with you. Entitlement is the disease of success. Frustration is a disease of success. Anger and, and not being a person of character and integrity, doing the wrong things, these are the diseases of success that we cannot self-inflict upon ourselves, hindering our ability to achieve our dreams, hopes, and aspirations. Coach V, what would you say to somebody out there who might be listening to your story today and listening to our show that says, I've never really thought about destiny I've never really thought about whether I have a destiny. I don't even know how to how to think about those things. What would you say? Yeah, so let me start with this thing called faith on that. Because people say, well, I don't have faith. I, I don't have hope. No, everybody has faith. So what you're facing in or what you're hoping in is all the negatives that you're talking about. And then 
when, when you're talking about destiny, so what they think that their death, they believe in a destiny. They just believe that their destiny will be just what it is or it cannot get better. Well, destiny in terms of faith is that there's a God-given purpose with each, each every individual that we are made for. And then also that you still need to work for that destiny. And whether you believe or not, our God is still God. But the fact is, is that you can achieve what you set as a goal if you live a certain way as consistently as possible. Now, there's no guarantee now. All of these things, Rich and Zeke, you guys know that it just raises the probability. It only increases the probability for success. Because you could be the New England Patriots and go on an undefeated season and, and be on the brink of it and, and then still lose. I mean, that's just part of life. But to really feel what your purpose is, what your calling is, and then when you match that with your actions, now, destiny starts to be revealed like, hey, th- this can really happen. And it doesn't happen all at once where the light shines down and says, uh, Viliami Tuiva, you're going to be Coach V and you're going to impact people's lives and you're not going to make a lot of money starting off and then all of a sudden you're going to get some money. But don't lose focus. It's not about the money. It's about the people. It's about the impact. It's about them understanding that who they are within is good enough and that will help them get to their destiny. I have a follow-up to that, Coach. What is the first thing that a person should do if they want to define, if they want to find or define their destiny? Give me one, give me one thing today. Yeah, they need to forgive their past. Because when you're trying to look forward, you look backward first and go, you know what? There's no way. Look at all these times that I failed. I'm a bad person. I've made mistakes. People have called me this. So if you can forgive yourself and therefore giving yourself some value and some opportunity to go forward, that's going to be a great first step for any person to forgive yourself and understand you're good enough. Coach, great answer. Great answer. I, I want you to, again, add upon that. I think we, I, I love it because I keep building on things that you're offering up today, which are so incredible. But yes, deal. you say they have to forgive their past. People will hear that sometimes and misinterpret that for forget their history. Right. Can you can you help us that? Can you clarify that for us? Well, as I talk about the destiny of a future from the gift of your present, there's a bridge that you must cross to get to the destiny of your future and really maximize uh, the potential that is available is that you, you must remember as you're crossing the bridge that the same aspects that are going to try to roadblock you in the past, that they're going to come in front of you. So if you have a problem with women and you're married, guess what? It's going to show up. So you just don't forget it or say or justify it by making excuses. You go, okay, I'm not doing that again. You go, you know what? I, I, I've made it through worse stuff than this is. So I'm going to apply that with some faith going, I I can overcome this deal and then apply that. And that's truly how you get from the bridge of, of where you are to where it is that you go, you're going, you take those lessons and really apply it. If that play didn't work in the goal line before you make those adjustments so that when you come back again, you have a better play or you adjust that play, make the right blocks. Everybody goes with the right effort and intensity and then you could finish it, finish, execute, and win.
Coach V, what do you want people to take away from today's show as we hear your testimony and your story of being an underdog and using the underdog approach to your advantage? That everyone can and everyone will. That you must believe and why not you? Zeke, that's some of the best advice I've ever heard on this show. How about you? Man, you know, I I, I absolutely identify with Coach V. Uh, and he, just as we talked today, he's got my mind rolling back in so much, too, in terms of my history, where I am currently, and what my future holds. And he uses a, use a word uh, frequently that I use as well, so we're on the same page. It's about legacy. It's about leaving something not just for, for someone to say, hey, look at what I've done, but that will transition for generations to come and will do so in a powerful and effective manner. And you can't do that unless you kind of really understand life the way Coach B is talking about it. So, man, I, I'm soaking up this all in it. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, Rich. You're welcome, Coach. One of the things I'd love to talk to you about real quick here before we go is, and you talked about this a little bit, the voices that you listen to. And this is one of the mistakes that I think people make, guys, and we can all come on, comment on this as we uh, close up today's show, is that when we listen to too many people's voices, we forget that the people that we're listening to should be also the people that are helping us to overcome these obstacles. If it's a person who's telling you, don't believe this about believe this about yourself. You can't do it. If that person is not going to help you, why believe what they say? Right, absolutely. Gentlemen? Wow. Absolutely. Uh, an encouraging word does a does a great a great deal for a, another person's mentality and spirit. Just an encouraging word. Uh, a lot of times I think first and foremost, people mistaken that they have to give advice if somebody's really going through some stuff in life. One encouraging word is just to listen and let some somebody dump. But then if you're going to say something, just encourage. And an encouraging word that you can, you have absolutely everything within you that, that can get that done. And that as you work it out, you're not going to know everything you need to do. But then the process and the steps you need to take will be revealed to you. Excellent, excellent advice. Coach V, once again, thank you for being part of the show, and we will definitely have you on again. Zeke, we've made it through one more time. Another exciting episode of Motivation with a Purpose. Tell everybody one more time about the survey and what they'll win. Indeed. Don't forget, please, to visit TalkZone.com, the Motivation with a Purpose show page, and click on our banner there to to, to complete our survey, you have heard Coach V today. What an inspiring life and lesson that we've learned about the underdog approach and much more. But so please, we want to know how to best enhance this conversation for you. We want to make sure that we are targeting the thing that matters to you most. And so we want you to please take a couple of minutes or less to complete the survey. It's a banner right out on our page. Click it, get it done. Again, you win. Hopefully, we will send you. If I can say, you'll win a, a copy of my book, "The Firstborn Son: A Curse, A Gift, or a Calling," and some audio content in addition that we will send to you. And Rich, thank you for an amazing show today. And please, if you want to he hear more about C or read more about what Coach V is doing, just through our our show page, you will find the exact link to his website and much, much more. 